This week at church, Pastor Robin McKinley continues the summer series, The Summer of Faith. In his mind, he knew it was now or never. And that's the key to having a fresh start. Don't procrastinate. You can join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on 426 Laurelwood Road in Pottstown. That's right by the Coventry Mall. Also, if this ministry has touched you in any way, please send us an email at info at c3pottstown.com. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, we've got a series going on, A Summer of Faith. A Summer of Faith. And I hope that you're listening to these and taking these messages to heart. This is some good stuff. Not that I'm preaching it, it's because it's the Bible. And you know, you just can't go wrong with the Bible. Have you ever wished that you could start over again? Go back, do it all over. Some would say, I'd like to have a do-over. Some of you who golf would call it a mulligan. Well, chefs will tell you that you can't uncook lasagna, and the uh, definition I've used of that is you can't unscramble an egg, but you can start over. The same goes with our lives. When we can't undo what we've done, we've got to have a fresh start. And God wants to give us that fresh start. God wants to give us a new beginning. Here's what David said in Psalm 145. The Lord holds up all who fall. He raises up all who are brought down. I don't know, do you think maybe David is saying God gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit? Those who have gone down into the lower depths? Those who need to pick me up? Well, if you've ever felt like quitting, or maybe you feel like quitting right now, I don't know. And you're in the right place. And we're in the right book. We're in church and we're in the Bible. Now the Bible says that not to grow weary in well-doing. So what you've got to determine is, am I well-doing in my life? Am I doing things that are well? Not doing things well, doing things that are well, things that are good. And the Bible also says, we're always to pray and do not lose heart. So today we're going to talk about how we can have that fresh start, regardless of our past or how badly we've messed things up. You know, that's one of the crutches we stand on is, well, I did this to myself. Let me tell you a little story. We bought a brand new 1986 Beauville van, nice big van. We had just bought a camper, and this van was going to pull the camper. We were able to put all of our equipment in the van because we were kids uh, uh, evangelists, and we had a lot of equipment. 
We had our living quarters pulled behind us. We had plenty of room in the van for our family. The vehicle we had before didn't have all that room. And we bought this van and we went off. We went to Ohio. And coming back, the van was acting terrible. Oh, when I first stopped at the turnpike uh, to pay the toll, I, I realized something was wrong with the van. Well, I had to get from Harrisburg back to Lewistown, which is an hour's trip. And, and uh, coming up the hill, going toward my parents' house, it didn't get out of first gear. I thought, oh, man, what is happening here? Well, a few weeks before, I had put in a transmission cooler because of pulling the camper. My dad had it. It was sitting out in the yard. But what I didn't know and what he didn't know was that... There was bugs and grass and dirt and everything in there to block it up. And the transmission wasn't being cooled. Well, I called the car lot where I bought the car from, the van, and I said, my transmission is gone. He says, can you get it here? I says, I can probably get it there. I probably won't be able to get out of first gear, but I can get it there. And I told him what happened. I says, it's my fault. I put a transmission cooler in. I didn't know it was blocked. And I've ruined the transmission. You know what he told me? He said, it just so happens. Don't you love these coincidences? It just so happens I have a transmission coming in a truck today that will fit that van. (laughs) He said... The van's not that old. He said, I'll give you the transmission if you pay for it to be put in. It cost me 400 and uh, whatever the tax is on $400, $424 to get that transmission put in. He did not have to do that. That was grace. That was grace. It was my fault. And that's what I'm telling you, God does with you. And he does it with me. We do stupid things. We need to start over at times. But we won't go to the Lord and we'll blame ourselves and we'll stay in this false humility thing instead of letting God give us a fresh start. You know when I pulled out of that car lot, we had a fresh start. We had a brand new vehicle all over again and didn't have a lick of trouble with it the rest of the time we had it. Amen. Amen. Well, today we're going to talk about Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is in Mark chapter 10, if you want to turn there. Now, Bartimaeus shows us the steps that we need to have to get a fresh start. And these steps aren't in any order. They're just there, okay? So, this is a chance where you can get a fresh start in your life today. This is one opportunity 
This is what Bartimaeus says. Bartimaeus is sitting along the road and he hears Jesus coming. He hears the crowd coming. He can't see. He's blind. And he knows this is his opportunity. This is a chance for his life to start over again. So we're starting with verse 46. If you want to take a look, it'll be on the screen. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. He heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, and he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him. He says, man, be quiet. Be quiet. But he shouted all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. said, call him. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Get on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want of me? What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, Jesus said. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So what are the steps of getting a fresh start? Let's take a look at exactly what Bartimaeus did. To do this. Starting with your notes now, if you're following along. Take advantage of the opportunity. Take advantage of the opportunity. God puts us in places where we can meet Him and have that new beginning, have that new fresh start. So we have to take advantage of the opportunity when it presents itself. Bartimaeus took advantage of the opportunity. He couldn't wait until tomorrow because Jesus was passing by today. In his mind, he knew it was now or never. And that's the key to having a fresh start. Don't procrastinate. It's now or never. So take advantage of the opportunities. Seize the moment. Every day there are fresh start opportunities. Opportunities to make right the wrongs. To witness to a friend or co-worker. For being a better spouse or better parent. Or making a brand new start. Yet, a lot of times, we don't take advantage of them. And the reason is, is because of procrastination. Have you seen these commercials on TV, the exercise machines? They got a new one out now. I guess it's a new one. That you walk on this thing, and you can walk slow or you can walk fast. I know all of them do that. And you can walk uphill, and you can walk downhill. I mean, you can run in different parts of the world. I mean, they got videos right there 
that you can watch the video where you're, I mean, they showed on the commercial Hawaii. Maybe that's the closest I'll ever get. But I think it'd probably be cheaper to go to Hawaii than buy the machine. But anyhow, you can walk the trails, follow along on the trails, no matter where they're at. And then, and then they've got a, a trainer right there. You can jump off the machine and you can do the jumping jacks. Get back on the machine and get back on the trail. There's one major thing they have left off this gadget, though. It's how to get started. How to get started. Procrastination doesn't make our lives any easier. It actually creates more stress. That, that's what I found about work around the house. You know, oh man, I, I put that stuff off. My wife will say, well, maybe I should get a hammer. And I'll get that, honey. I'll get, did you notice I fixed the carpet? I want you to make sure you notice that. <laughs> She's been telling all. And, and I think that she, rightfully so, because where the carpet was sticking out, she could have caught a heel on that and uh, it wouldn't have been good. Wouldn't have been good. But it, it's just getting the hammer out and get the nails out and, and doing the job. Just getting started. That's, but procrastination doesn't make things any better. It makes things worse. And we know when we're finished with whatever we're doing, it's going to be better. But yet we'll procrastinate. I've always told my boys, don't put off today what you're going to want to put off tomorrow. The Bible warns us about presuming upon tomorrow because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. So whatever we're going to do, we need to do it now. Here's what the Apostle Paul told the church in Ephesus. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So, are we procrastinating? I don't know. Maybe God brought you here today just so you can ask yourself that question. So you'll stop making excuses. So you can take advantage of the opportunities that God is bringing your way. All right, the next one we want to talk about is face your fears. Face your fears. Besides procrastination, our fears hold us back from getting that fresh start. You know, fear has the incredible ability to paralyze our potential, to keep us from launching out, and to keep us from having the type of faith to move forward into God's will. We, we looked at this last week with Joshua. The Lord told Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Fear does three things. Fear will make us skeptical. 
We're afraid of trying anything new. Fear will make us selfish. We're afraid to commit to God and to others. And fear makes us short-sighted. We tend to focus on the past instead of the here and now or even the future. These fears keep us from moving ahead. They're the what-ifs of life. Bartimaeus decided to move past the what-ifs. What if they don't hear me? What if Jesus says forget it? What if he, he moved past all those? He faced any fear that he might have had. Even when he shouted out to Jesus, everybody disapproved. It's like, shut up over there. He don't want to be bothered with you. <coughs> they didn't want him bothering Jesus. They didn't want him to get between them and Jesus is what it was. But all Bartimaeus knew is that he had a need and the only one who could help him with his need was walking by right then, right then. Solomon says in Proverbs, the fear of man brings a trap, but he who trusts in the Lord will be honored. I believe Bartimaeus was honored that day. When the opportunity comes, we need to take advantage of it and not allow our fears to stop us from moving forward. Paul told Timothy, he says, For God did not give us the spirit of fear. He gave us the spirit of power and of love and of a good mind. So by faith, let's face our fears. Well, the next one, the, those two were kind of internal things. And maybe you'll want to go get a cup of coffee for this one because some people just don't like to do this kind of stuff, okay? Vocalize your faith. Vocalize. This means we need to clarify what we're asking of God and then state it. A secret faith is a shallow faith because if nobody knows, then we can back out of it at any time. Bartimaeus began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, wait a minute. This guy is begging alongside the road because he's blind. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Well, I think it would have been obvious what he wanted to do, but maybe it wasn't that obvious. Maybe he could have said to Jesus, nobody's put anything in my cup all day. Could you give me a quarter? Right? Jesus was doing Bartimaeus a favor. He was telling Bartimaeus, I want to hear what you got faith for. Do you got faith for a quarter in your cup? Or do you have faith that you can see? He was allowing Bartimaeus to announce his faith. And as this Bartimaeus was saying, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you have the power to heal and change me. Bartimaeus shared his faith, not only to Jesus, but others heard it as well. 
Jesus is asking the same question for you and I. What do you want me to do for you? If he were to come right now and ask that question, what would be your answer? Now, let me, let me straighten something out in your thinking, okay? We're not talking about, Lord, change so-and-so because they're bothering me. Or, Lord, do this and that because so-and-so. No, no, we're not talking about so-and-sos. We're talking about the me factor. The me factor. Lord, this is what you can do for me. Well, you can pray about the other stuff, but we're talking about the opportunities for what he can do for me right now, for you, for you. He wants to use us. He wants to bless us. And he wants to change our lives. The man and his wife weren't getting along Things weren't going good for them. They went to see a marriage counselor. Fortunately, it was a Christian marriage counselor. And he met with the one, and he this, and he that, and na, 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 na. And then he met with the other one. She this, and she that, na, 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 na. And when he met with the man, he says, before we make any decisions... For the next month, treat your wife like she's the queen. Treat your wife like she's the queen. Well, they got there when the month was over. And he says, okay, what's the decision? He says, there's no decision to make. And she says, no, we don't have any decision to make. You see, they changed each other. Themselves, not each other. They changed themselves. And their marriage. He says, I treated her like a queen and she's been the best wife I could ever ask for. She said, he treated me like a queen. I would not want to get rid of a man like this. So we got to work on ourselves, not somebody else, okay? That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you with this because God wants to use you. He wants to bless you. He wants to do incredible things in your life, and when he does incredible things in your life, he'll do incredible things in the church. Why? Because you are the church. The key is that we have to ask, we have to state our faith and believe. Jesus says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in my name. Now, I struggled with this verse I didn't want to be up here. Let me get a drink. I didn't want to be up here preaching some sort of unbalanced message, name it, claim it, and all that kind of stuff. But the Bible comes right on and says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask in prayer. And then if you look at the context, the day before, Jesus had cursed the fig tree, and when they came by that day, the fig tree was dead. And Jesus says in the same context, he says, see that mountain over there? You can, you can move that mountain if you have enough faith. I mean, it says, whatever you ask, believe. And he'll do it. He'll do it. Wow. How do I get out of this one? I don't. That's what the word says. 
But he also says, when he's in the garden, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Your will be done. So, if we want to move forward in faith and we want to ask God of anything, he says he will do it. But the key is, you've got to move in faith. You've got to move in faith. So after we've taken advantage of the opportunity, faced our fears, stated our faith out loud, the next step in getting a fresh start is to receive God's grace. Jesus said to Bartimaeus, go your way. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, Bartimaeus received his sight. He accepted God's grace for his life. Some people are carrying around some major stuff, like conflict and pain and disappointment and grief and loneliness. They feel that life has passed them by. Now, let me just throw a little side note in here. Some people enjoy all that stuff. And I believe we can pray for them until Jesus comes and they'll never get healed or delivered or, because they just enjoy being in that state. They enjoy the attention they get with all that. And I'm telling you right here now, if you are one of these people, turn the attention to Jesus and not you. Give him the glory. You don't need it unless you want the pain and the conflict and the disappointment and the grief and the loneliness, then hang on to what you have. Today, today Jesus wants to give us a fresh start. And the emphasis here is give. That's something else that, that we don't understand. At Christmas time, my wife gives me nice gifts, okay? And I'll have that gift in my hand. And she'll say, now, you can open that after you clean the snow off the sidewalk and after you cook dinner for me today. No, she doesn't. She just gives it to me. No strings attached. No strings attached. And that's what the Lord wants to do for you. He wants to give you this stuff. You, you don't earn it. You don't work for it. In fact, none of us deserve it. We can't buy it. Neither can we do religious things to gain it. It is by grace through faith that we receive from God. In fact, that's where our salvation came from. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that none of us can boast. Well, a father said to his young son, I'd like for you to move that big boulder that's out in the backyard. But as he tried and tried and tried, this young boy could not move the boulder. He tried pushing it. He tried pulling it. He tried using a lever. He even tried to employ the help of his dog. Nothing worked. Finally, he said to his dad, he says, I can't do it. It's impossible. The father asks, have you tried everything? The boy says, yes, I've tried everything. And the father says, but you haven't tried to ask me. You see, we do that. I remember I was working in the kitchen at the hospital in Lewistown, and, and this one gal, she was going through all these problems, uh, and uh, 
I said to her, I said, did you pray about it? She says, I've tried everything else. I might as well try to pray. Don't you think that should be the first thing we do? The first thing. Yeah. Ask the Father. Ask the Father. Many people go through situations where they've tried just about everything. They didn't ask God. Have we tried asking God for his power and his grace? Some say, I've asked, but nothing's happened, so I quit. The Bible tells us that we are to always pray and not give up. Although Bartimaeus was blind, he had enough vision to see that Jesus was the only one who could help him. He had enough vision to see he needed God's grace. You know, spiritual blindness is far worse than physical blindness because it keeps us from receiving God's grace. Without God's grace, we'll remain stuck in the past, stuck in our present, and stuck without grace, a grace-filled future. God's grace and forgiveness, it's available for everyone who wants and needs a fresh start. So then we need to take advantage of the opportunities. By faith, we need to face our fears. We need to vocalize our faith and to receive God's grace. And the last one I want to talk about this morning is move forward by faith. And that's the name of this message. Move forward by faith. We need to start believing God's promises for our lives and move forward in those promises. God isn't finished in taking us further into our faith. If we don't move forward by faith, then friends, what's going to happen is we're going to start moving backward. We're going to start moving away from God. And our hearts will grow colder and we'll feel more distant from Him as the days go on. So it's time to step it up. No matter how small or insignificant you think it might be. Bartimaeus started out on the side of the road, blind and begging. He ended up seeing and walking down the middle of the road, following Jesus. James tells us, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, but has no deeds? Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. start new from Jesus everything else right thinking right living having a clean slate it just doesn't do it only Jesus can give us that fresh start step out by faith believing and trusting in God how about it let's, let's make a fresh start today so the question comes down to, and this is the first question I asked in this message, and I said that maybe this is the reason you're here today, is to hear this question. Are you procrastinating? Do you know who you need to go to to get a fresh start in your life? Let's stop making excuses. Let's not put it off any longer. 
Are you allowing fears to stop you from moving forward? Those fears will hinder you from trusting God. In fact, fear takes the place of faith. Let's not let fear take the place of faith in your life. Jesus is asking, what do you want me to do for you? For Bartimaeus, it was a healing. What is it for you? Where do you need a fresh start in your life? And are you willing to vocalize it? And I don't mean come up here and shout out in the top of your lungs and draw all the attention to you. Let's take that first step.